0: And we are <coughs> we are live, everyone. Hi, I am the nasal passage of doom, the sus man, Rick susman Rick Sussman, the original sus man. And I probably have a sinus infection, but that's okay. It is this time of the year that I normally get sinus issues, and anyway, joining me as always is the original nerd girl herself. We're both originals now. So I needed a video game to make sus a thing. And you uh-huh. were just the original nerd girl. Anyway, the original nerd girl herself, Ella Strange. we are Team Read Pile, and we are here today to bring you coffee, cats, comic book reviews, snarky remarks about things, and possibly, just possibly, the camera falling over halfway through the show. I
1: feel like a cat will be involved with
0: it. It typically is. Anyway, I apologize again for my awful sounding voice, and general nasalness as a cat just leapt from one chair to another, which normally is not that impressive, but these kittens are not exactly known for their dexterity, so I was actually kind of impressed. Oh, behind kind of on the shelves. It's like a whole obstacle course for them that I never intended. So, welcome to this week's episode of The Read Pile. I, of course, as I mentioned, am the Sussman. Rick Sussman, it is the week of December 6th, and you knock down Harley Quinn. Ah, jeez. Anyway. We have a. Well,
1: she's Barbara Gordon.
0: Yeah, it is Barbara Gordon. True. We have tremendous stacks of read pile books uh, to get to, and I was actually joking, but it might be time for us to simply rename the show from the Read Pile to the Tom King Tom Taylor Review Hour because so many of our books this week um, they're they're very different books. There, there are lots of you know different options available, but those two names pop up more than anyone else's. So.
1: I mean, he's got to be a busy man. Which one? Uh, Tom King.
0: Tom King? Yeah. Well, or Tom Taylor. They both have like five or six ongoings are, right now. Well, Mittie's an ongoing. I feel like they're
1: like taking
0: over. So, just to give you an idea, um, let me let me do a quick run through. Let's see. That's uh one. So, I have two books, Tom Taylor Tom King books. I have one Tom Taylor and one Tom King book. And you have one Tom King book. Yeah. And so that doesn't sound like a lot, but three books by Two of the same writers and a stack of 11. So more than a third of our pile is... Is that a third or a quarter? 11. If it was 4 and it was 12, it would be a quarter. So just over a quarter maths.
1: I just like seeing your brain try process with this sinus
0: infection coming on. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It might not even be a sinus infection. It could just be seasonal allergies. The one thing we know it's not is COVID because I don't have a cough, which means I'm just very lucky. COVID or no COVID, this was going to happen to me regardless. So that's really hilarious. All right. So, if you not know, uh, if you've never joined the show before, first Thank you. Second, you should know the format of the show is we start with a little bit of banter. That's, that's banter achieved. Check. Uh, next, we move on to a little bit of comic book news, and then ultimately we get to the comic book reviews. Um, we're going to sort of skimp on the news a little bit this week because our piles are quite substantial. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to get to the, to the meat of it and say, look, um, last week we discussed how Wonder Woman 84 was going to be made available Uh, For those of you who have a Fire Stick, uh, which we do on the smaller TV, because, of course, um, or if you have a, um, if you have HBO, just if you have HBO Plus, regardless, or HBO Max, sorry, everything's a plus, like, it's no longer going to be CBS All Access, it's going to be Paramount Plus,
1: Hmm.
0: and Disney Plus, but yeah, if you have HBO Max, uh, I think in a week or so, you will have access to Wonder Woman 84, which we have a Roku in our main TV in our living room, so we can't watch Wonder Woman 84 unless we come in here and watch it on the tiny screen, which seems counterproductive.
1: I thought there was like some kind of deal between Prime and...
0: Well, that's what the Fire Stick is. That's the... So if you have a fire stick, you can watch HBO Max, which we have a fire stick on here, but I don't think the fire stick will plug into the Roku TV because it shouldn't need to, right? (laughs) So we can try it. We'll definitely give it a whirl. But there was bigger news this week, too, that not just Wonder Woman 84 is coming to HBO Max, but next year, 2021, the entire slate of Warner Brothers' uh, movies will be uploaded onto HBO Max same day as they would be available in the movie theater. And while we know from uh, listening to Science uh, tell us that there is going to be a uh, vaccine for COVID-19 roughly around April, everyone should be getting it, between April and May, announcing this kind of, well, honestly, it kind of just kills movie theaters, right? Yeah, yeah. If you have one massive studio, in this case Warner Brothers, just saying, F it, just watch the shit at home anyway, that kind of, that kind of is the coffin nail for theaters, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, my buddy Jesse and I, we finally had our first episode of uh, our wrestling podcast, which was yesterday and the first time since COVID, so six months or nine months or so of that. And we t- we talked about this a little bit, so I wanted to talk to you about it. You don't like going to the movie theater because you have health concerns and you have to get up and, you know, sometimes you have to stop the movie when we're watching it and you got to do other things, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So you and I haven't really seen a movie in the theater for a very long time. Anyway, I think Batman the Killing Joke was the last movie we actually saw in the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that you know that Warner Brothers is going to make its entire library available to you same day at home, hopefully they work out a deal with Roku soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Assuming it is going to be on Roku and we can actually watch these movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it was guaranteed that it was easy for us to access, of course. I would find it great. I mean, unfortunately, I'm hearing all these stories of possibly not being able to even access it. And so then it's like, what's the point? So you're telling me, I just, I guess I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, the other question is, if they're going to make it available on HBO Max, will they also allow you to rent it, like, as a stream, right? Uh-huh. Which, the rental would probably be, like, $30 per rental, which is roughly the same price as buying a movie ticket. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily be against that. Um, I mean, we're not going to rent every single movie, but we would definitely rent Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, all the major Warner Brothers comic book movies that will be coming out next year, right? Mm-hmm. I would much rather just subscribe to HBO Max, and instead of paying $30 per movie, just pay like $150 annually, and hooray, right?
1: Yeah. It would be a big chunk of our
0: entertainment budget. Yeah, our entertainment budget, which this week was way too much on comic books. But... um, I think this is awesome. I think this was the direction that theaters were always going to go to. I mentioned there was a there's a it's an old movie now, but when it came out it was a big deal. Do you remember a movie called Ballistic X vs. Sever? And it featured Antonio Banderas and Lucy, I think it was Lucy Lou. So it was, it was about the same time as Jason versus uh Freddy came out. They started doing these weird versus movies for whatever reason. Like it was a, it was a thing. Well, X versus Sever was originally i don't know if they ever actually went through with it but it was originally planned that it was going to be like this sort of a b testing they were going to release it in theaters and they were going to release it on a home video for you to stream or in that case pay-per-view because it was 20 years ago um, at the exact same time to see how it worked out so theaters have been aware that this was coming for some time i don't necessarily think covid you know, was the final coffin nail, I think it just forced the change a little bit sooner than maybe anyone wants to admit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely get that. We had Blockbuster and places like that to go rent movies. That's right, I used to run a I Hollywood video. I disappeared, things upgraded, you know, and it's just, Sorry. things have already upgraded, you know, it, we were just waiting to shut them down, you know. Well, so
0: a lot of people a lot of people are very sad about this. They're saying, "Oh, what about my movie theater experience? What about my movie theater experience?" Well, the bulk of my movie theater experience was always me being frustrated that some jackass was sitting in the same theater as I was. And sometimes I was that jackass. That that is true. But I always had a, a problem with the movie theater experience after so many visits. I mean, it is really impressive. The reason why I saw Avatar and I fell in love with Avatar so much and I own the four and a half hour special edition of Avatar on Blu-ray is mm-hmm. because I went and saw that movie in the theater a dozen times. I was so floored by that 3D technology. It was amazing. But outside of that, I don't really have a lot of movie theater experiences that I care to mention. Uh, most of it was spent at midnight releases and that was fun until the movie was over and then you got home at 3 a.m. and you had to go to work at 6 a.m. and you thought to yourself, why am I doing this?
1: I I hate the movie theaters because I like to be able to get up and like move around like at some point if I needed to or wanted to. Uh, like you said, health issues. But um, I was so sick and tired of purposely going to a Night show right. to avoid having a bunch of children in the theater, and then there they are—a bunch of children in the theater. And funny enough, most of them in pajamas already. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Uh, and a lot of the times, there are movies that you really shouldn't have your kid at. Well, you know? yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, there is there is something to be said for like that scene in End Game where Cap you know, finally gets the heads up that everyone has been snapped back to, to us and all of them are coming to, you know, to his rescue, you know, the on your left scene. It's such an awe-inspiring moment and I was there in the theater and we all started like cheering at the same time and that was cool. Yeah. I'm willing to let that go. Like, that was a, if you look at my experiences in the theater, so you're talking about, like, one every ten movies I have a positive experience. I was also in the theater for a preview of Black Panther, and I swear to God, there was an actual fist fight after the movie ended right in front of me. And I was just like, why am I here? And then, of course, all the horror stories of people being shot and killed in movie theaters. Like, this all just seems very bad, so... I'm yeah. for it.
1: Everything's we sticky, too.
0: Yeah, and 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 like nobody has a story where they went to a movie theater, like you know, this is my giant tub of popcorn, and I paid two dollars for it. No. Here, do you want a giant tub of popcorn and a giant soda, both of which you'll never finish? Okay, that'll be $87, please. More like
1: 30 but... Yeah.
0: But, you, you know, everyone has that joke, and it's because it's true. You would go to a movie theater, and they would charge you just absolutely ludicrous amounts of money for what we know is a product that you could buy at Publix. You could get all the popcorn. If you spent $30 on popcorn at Publix.
1: Oh, man. And when there's a BOGO. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> all right. You ready to move on? You ready to start talking about your book scissors? Oh, man! A lot of books.
1: Look, see, I matched today.
0: It's <laughs> just stripes? Stripes are matching? I
1: have two different kinds of stripes.
0: <laughs> You're very striped out.
1: Huh.
0: The leopard never changes its spots. Spots are
1: bad.
0: They're not in. They're not in? Okay. All right, what is on your The Read pile this week, Al? All
1: right. We're going to start with.
0: So this is Batman, The Adventures Continue by uh, Burnett and Dini. Um, I sort of had a mild spoiler happen to me when I looked at our receipt. It looks like this is actually, uh, unto my uh, without my knowing, a, a series. Yeah,
1: it, I was going to mention that. Yeah. You told me about that. And honestly, that changes my view on this book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still question the fact, you know, why didn't you make it part of the title? Like the story of you know, or... Because
0: this was basically the Jason Todd enters the Batman the Animated Series book, right?
1: Pretty much, it, you know, so... It explains why, I just, why so
0: many of the issues were spent focusing on it.
1: I just feel like it should have had it in the title, and I would have been so much more okay with it. Uh, looking back at reading it, and trying to put in that... That idea that hey, look, this is a story about him, right? You know, um, I, I appreciate the issues that I kind of bombed, yeah. You know? I, I appreciate them a little bit more now, uh, but I still don't understand. Like, why didn't you tell us up front? You know, was it's, it supposed to be a surprise that it was a story about him, or well, I think I would have <coughs> what's I bigger... would, it would have made me want to read it even more. Knowing that it was a story.
0: We never got word that this was a terminal book. Right. We assumed this was an ongoing.
1: Yeah.
0: Nobody at our comic shop smartened us up and we didn't bother looking into it because it was just assumed. There's a book on your stack and a number of books on mine that actually have one of X on the title of the book. Yeah. I think that that's a very big deal. Like, I actually have a book on my pile that ends as well. And I was expecting this to just go on forever. It got so bad I, I was going to dump it off my pile because I'm like, I can't keep reading this story. It's not very interesting. And then you read the last page and it says end and you're like, oh, hell, I didn't realize it. And you, you feel like you have you kind of misjudged it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, but either way. Okay. So about this issue. Yes. Um, one thing I didn't like is that Jason was a complete dick to Leslie. Jason is a dick. I, I understand. He, he's a dick now. You know, he he's he's, he's he's lost.
0: There's a reason why fans voted for him to die.
1: <sighs> Yeah. Um. I just didn't, I don't like it. Right, yeah, that's fine. Don't take on hey, Leslie.
0: What's... That's so weird. Leslie's a nice person. Yeah.
1: Um. But I feel like there was also one point where you were kind of taken away from being in that early, early 90s childhood feel. Yeah. You know, reading this. Yeah. When Joker makes a wisecrack about the chicken fight in Family Guy, I'm like,
0: uh, "Well, I mean, it is the story continuing." I just felt like so. it was
1: out of place. It was, I, it's like I an anachronism. It was, yeah, I like mean, it, it
0: shouldn't have happened in this timeline.
1: It was, it was funny because you know Joker's there with Penguin, and Penguin's like, "Look, I got this giant chicken." And his name is Mr. Wing. (laughs) And he starts beating up on Joker's, like, main guy or whatever. And he cracks that joke. So you're like... (sighs) I don't know. It just it didn't feel like it was part of that universe. Okay. I didn't like that. You know, you don't they like they the recognized idea... another cartoon. Yeah,
0: you don't, you don't like the idea that people in Gotham sit at home on Sunday and watch the Fox Sunday Night like, I feel like domination. I like
1: doesn't exist in this world. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can I, dif- I, I, I can create the that. two. Yeah,
0: no, I understand that. It's it's hard to think because like in that reality that. Family Guy exists in Batman the Animated Series canon, right? Yeah. That means that Seth MacFarlane is a real person who voices a character, right? And also, it means that uh, if Mark Hamill was ever in an episode of Family Guy, which I believe he was, yeah, he was in an early episode, Yeah. that means Mark Hamill, who is the Joker,
1: (laughs) it's a lot... It's just a complete mindfuck. Yeah. (laughs) When you just really start picking it apart... But, you know, this issue overall, um, you know, I, I just, I pick on little things, you know. But overall, it was a good issue. Okay. You know, uh, Jason, you know, he he decides to, um, he, he's got Tim, he's got the Joker now, and he even gathers up Batman. And you know, just how the whole thing kind of turns out with all of them there is it's just crazy. It's a crazy little story to to read. Um, of course, once again, nitpick. And I'm like, if there's like three against one, why did it take so long for this to go through? (laughs) You know, because I mean, it, during the battle, it's like Joker's ready to like side with Batman to get, be against, you know, Jason. So I, I don't know, you know, but uh, even during the huge battle, Batman proves once again to Jason that he doesn't want to give up on him. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, once you it, sign over those documents, so, you know that that that's your responsibility. Yeah. Wards are not to be taken lightly.
1: But it actually turns out that Jason has a new family, so I'm assuming this is what we're kind of going to get into um, in the. I, I think it's the last issue, right? right. Number eight? Yeah. yeah. Supposed so, to be. I
0: mean, it says the end at the end of this issue, so. Did it? Oh, yeah. No. So maybe there'll be another volume or something?
1: Oh, no, it does say end. Maybe it's just. I'm okay with the ending here, too, though. Yeah. I I mean, I mean. There could be an epilogue issue. The next issue would pretty much be about him and his finding new his new place in this family, and, you know. Are they going to start a whole new storyline? I mean, I just don't feel like they could open that and just do it all in one issue and then be done then. Right. I feel like either it's going to go for a few more issues or just end it now. You don't, I don't know.
0: know, it could be an epilogue, one of those like big epilogue issues that are like 60 pages and it ties everything up. And maybe that was a misprint on the receipt and issue seven is just where it ends. It could be that they, they stopped at issue seven. I don't know why you would cut issue seven if there's going to be eight, but... Who's to say? Yeah. Oh, what you else know. you got?
1: Uh, So, up next is... Ink blot.
0: I had an ink blot over here. Oh, he's in here. He's actually in here. He's
1: somewhere. No, yeah, he's, he's literally in here. Look. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's a cat. And a hello. I don't think they can see. Come here. He's in a box.
0: He's in a box. All right. Go ahead.
1: Oh, he needs the pillow on top of the box. That's
0: how he knows he's safe.
1: All right. Uh, So, it's very boring, this issue. Oh, no. The cat does nothing but randomly go, (laughs) mouth. And usually it's really cute when he does that. Yeah. Or she, I don't know. (laughs)
0: It's hard to tell what the gender of a cat is to begin with.
1: (laughs) Same as Inkblot. It's not really girly or manly. It's just cute. Uh, But... You know the story, of course. You know involves like another sorcerer or something, um, which is the father of apparently like ten children. They're all traveling through the desert together. Um, he 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 just kind of reminded me of like Moses. Like yeah, I was gonna say sounds very, in the desert. It sounds but, very Moses. But he's like, I created all these kids. <laughs> you know, there's no wife in Man, sight, that, but he's that, got all the fucking kids. Ju- like, he lost, this- he lost the battle. in in court and had to take all these children
0: maybe he won maybe he won you know fathers are are, are important he
1: didn't seem like he felt like he won he was he he seemed a little annoyed with these kids I just had this amazing (laughs) idea I
0: had this incredible idea what if instead of doing this like continuous storyline which doesn't I know it hasn't really like picked up speed right like we don't really know where, where, where things are going what if it's just Inkblot was like this creature who just sort of zipped in and out of major historical events like Moses doesn't I... part the sea It's just that Inkblot sits on his shoulder And when he tries to part the sea Inkblot like puts his foot down in the water He doesn't like it But he's magical So the water just splits Because he doesn't <laughs> want to walk in the water And then you could be like Inkblot was there at every major political moment I... Like Inkblot was there to like push the lever That drops the atomic bombs on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki oh, Holy shit I can get behind that I feel like
1: that's amazing Emma you're welcome. And at welcome. the same time, I feel like maybe that is what they're doing. But this is a different reality, so it's not going to be... Because
0: that does seem very Moses-y.
1: Yeah, you know? Like, this guy like walking through. But basically, he's looking for this spirit of some sort or whatever. Okay. And it rises out of the sand. Uh, and Like a burning bush? For some reason, this guy is like, look, I want to ask you something. You know, I, I, need to, I need you to give me something. Um, and then the spirit's like, why would I do that? You like killed all my friends. And then he pulls out the cat and he's like, this is my offering. Oh, you know, and that's how the cat gets involved. But that's about it. I mean, he, every once in a while he's like, meow, meow, meow. but pretty much after the whole thing plays out, the whole story, uh, in the desert, uh, at the end, the cat has just simply disappeared. Like he just.
0: He blipped that hive. He,
1: he was gone. Yeah. You know, they looked yeah. around, the cat was gone. Um, and you actually find out that the cat can travel through time. So that.
0: You see how I gleamed all this just by looking at uh, the, the pharaohs, you know, the Egyptian landscape back here, and how the previous issues, he keeps jumping around in time. You see how I put that together? I've read too many damn comics. So, did you like this issue?
1: It was alright, and the idea that you just put in my head about all these major historical events. Now yeah. now I'm, I can see it from another view. Like, I don't, I don't know if...
0: Maybe that's what she's going for here, but, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm not giving up on it, though. Well, it's,
0: it's, it's, a, oh, it's, I it's a fun book. It's three ninety nine, dollars and it's about a cat that, you know, is magical. Why would you not just buy every issue? Speaking of.
1: There he is. Alright.
0: Wait to make your cue, buddy. All right, speaking of black things, there's Black Widow.
1: Ah!
0: It's, it's a black cat, and now it's a black spider.
1: So, <laughs> in the last issue...
0: It's going to be so hard to listen to this review, because you, you, you told me what happened. Go ahead, tell the audience, because holy shit.
1: So, when the Legion of Doom, that's what I'm calling them. Yeah. <laughs> this, this group of villains... Of Black Widow that just... They're so terrible. Okay. I don't think they're good at what they do. Okay. But anyway, they try to fry the implant in her brain. Right. In the last issue. Right. She goes unconscious. Well, she wakes up at the beginning of this issue. Yes. And it didn't kill her, but it woke her up. Right. And now... All the bad guys are like, oh my God, we have to like, we got to go now. We got to disappear. She is going to figure this shit out. Natasha's awake. awake. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're freaking out. Um, but you can actually see it shows panels of her face as she wakes up and then she starts to tear up because she's realizing who she is at the same time while she's looking at her husband and her child. Her child that she's not supposed to be able to have. And she knows that they're real. Yeah. But now she knows who she is, and she's remembering everything that happened to her right. to get to this point. And it completely just overwhelms her, and then you just see her tear up. But, of course, because she's such a strong woman, and she knows that they're in the middle of all these like assassins in the house, yeah. and that she's got to get the, her family out of here. They're still her family. Uh, you know, she just sucks it up, and she, like...
0: Do you love Black Widow, especially the way this is written? Because, much like yourself, she just shoves all of her emotions down into a pit into her stomach and never really focuses on them.
1: It's true. I, I can relate to her. I've been through some shit, yeah. man, but But I, I just let it roll off. But, anyway, so... I, I don't know how to say this girl's name, and I don't understand the absolute importance of her because I don't read Marvel. Period. Um, Do you want to show me? I can. I can try. Yelene, Yel- Yelena. 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 Yelena the original. Okay.
0: She's the original Black Widow.
1: Ah. Okay. So she. She uh, shows up. Yelena Nevakova. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. I remember them saying the last name, but uh, you know they. She's blonde, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even read that many Marvel comics. God, my life is such misery. So why have I attained all this she for no reason? Shows up. Sorry to help.
0: Existential crisis
1: happened, and you know they're able to get away and all, but there's this part where she's talking to her husband. Yeah. And Elena ta- is talking
0: to her husband, or N- Natasha. No, Natasha. Natasha is talking her husband. Right. to
1: her husband, and she's telling him how you know. Look we can't be together anymore. They will come and get you guys yeah. because I love you. Uh, you know, and he can't handle it. You know, he he learns the whole truth about, you know, how they came to be and everything. But he still, he just can't he see with yeah. himself without her. right? Um, but they have this, like, really touching scene where, you know, the kid's sleeping and then he's like, yeah, I'm pretty suckered out too. I'm going to... Um, lay down with the kid for a little bit Uh, and as she's walking away just like missile or whatever comes out of nowhere and just like there's a huge explosion and then you just see her face just like "Ah." so it's like
0: now remember (laughs) as with TV shows until you see the bodies bodies, they may not be dead
1: true but I mean it kind of solves a problem for the writer (laughs) (laughs) they don't have to like figure out, like, how to
0: there is, there... get these
1: two out of here and have them disappear. So
0: you loved a comic called Lady Killer, which seems very similar to this. Yeah, yeah. You're reading a comic called Bad Mother, which you love, which seems similar to this. Yes. Yeah, right. And you're also reading, of course, Black Widow. And you are so into Black Widow that you almost bought a Black Widow reusable bag from Publix that has nothing to do with this comic. Oh, that's true. Like... Are you become, are you sort of like evolving into a giant Black Widow nerd now? I don't know. Maybe. Not your pick of the week?
1: No.
0: Lots of other books on your, on your stack? I got two more. Yeah, two more. I got two more. Would this have been your pick of the week if these other two books didn't exist? I
1: think so. Okay.
0: Because I knew you were really looking forward to at least one of these two, and then one you were totally shocked by. We got Batman Catwoman Bat Cat issue one. I made sure to get the special uh, edition cover with the second cover. I love this image. That's a really good image there. But, you know, we can turn this over to some of our artist friends. Uh, Travis. We could give it to Travis, and he'll eventually put a cover on it after about six years. And then he'll give it back to us, and it'll look really great. But, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of having blank covers whenever possible, because there's lots of people in the world, not just big-name artists, but your friends, people who you know who could do really good art. I would love to see one of our friends do some some scribbles sort of on that. Now, that is a Black Label book. It is issue 1 of 12. I believe it even says so. Tom King. So... Is there banging?
1: There was. <laughs> um, so... You get to learn a lot. Yes. In this issue. I've read it as well. Um, I will say, I could see this getting wrapped up... Pretty quickly. Much quicker yeah. than yeah. 12 issues. Right. I hope we come to a point where there's like more questions like quickly so there's more story to learn about
0: I mean Tom King throws a lot at you in that one issue
1: yeah and because of that I have a little bit of a fear that you know things will move along quickly too and then maybe kind of drag out a little bit Uh, but either way um, in this issue you have basically two storylines going on you have one where Selena is. There's like four. Like two main. Yeah. Okay,
0: fine. Okay, fine. Your review, go for it.
1: Yeah. For uh, so one where Selena is an older lady, yes. visiting somebody, um, and another one where it's uh, Bruce and Selena kind of through their relationship, pretty much, um, and during that. That storyline, they're pretty much trying to find this 14-year-old kid that's lost. Um, May or
0: may not be Bruce's son.
1: True. (laughs) I mean, why does he seem so concerned about that? There
0: there is a lot going on in this issue.
1: Yeah, and I I like... It kind of made you feel like that too when... I kind of got that feeling yeah, you're I mean, like when, she, when Bruce goes to the mother and, and like, who who's, a, who's the, his father, the father. Yeah. And she's Father's like, dead. He's, dead. He's, dead. he's dead. He's
0: dead. He's dead. He's dead. Don't worry about Just, it. Don't you worry about I think,
1: it. He doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead to us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you get to see the relationship but between uh, Bruce and Selena And... You know, I really like that because I, I like their relationship. Yeah. I've always liked them having a relationship. Um, of course, there comes to some jokes where she's with the Joker and the Joker is like, you know, I mean, how, how can you be the same person when you are fucking the Batman? <laughs> I am, um,
0: I, and he uses the word stooping, by the way, oh. which is a good Yiddish word. I, I love how much... Mark Hamill's Joker from Batman the Animated Series, they infused into that character by simply using the word stooping. I instantly heard Mark Hamill's voice. And I love the I love the character design of the Joker for this volume. He's very much the mobster Joker, which is my favorite version of the Joker. He's got the cool fedora, but it all you know, like his whole yeah. drip is like the, the the bright pinks and the and the greens, and he just basically looks like if the Miami Heat was a supervillain team, yeah. he would be the starting center for the those supervillain Miami Heat. He just he looks so good in this issue, and it. it it's nice to have a comic book Joker look very like. Mm, blah, blah. It, it, I hadn't seen a good-looking Joker in a long time because I'm used to him being all decrepit and creepy. They didn't even use the Joker font. Did you notice that they used a different font for his speech? Yeah. And DC has a font that's called the Joker font. If you ever read any of the uh, any of his books, often he's using Joker font to talk. So I just I really love the way he. The, That whole image with him with the Tommy gun. I'm also watching Hunter x Hunter right now. And if you're a big anime nerd like uh, I'm becoming, there's a lot of similarities between him and one of the main characters who also is a magician. But he basically is the Joker. So I just love the way he looked. I wanted to add that to you. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw a monkey wrench in on your review there. Yeah. um, So anyway,
1: um, we... Actually, kind of get an idea of who the old man is. Yes, we do. We do. And I think, (laughs) yeah, that's (laughs) pretty
0: cool. Now, that's not your pick of the week, though. Nope. Why is that not your pick of the week? Because this is. Oh, it's Tales from the Dark Universe Wonder Woman War of the Gods. A book that was simply added because I am reading every stinking Dark Knight death metal book that there is and it's driving me insane.
1: And I'm not reading any not of them. Not one of them. Not one of them. But I read this one, and I liked it. It's your pick of the week. Yeah, it's pick of the
0: week. It's interesting, because <laughs> does it have anything to do with any of the books you're reading? No. It's a one-shot. Is, are there going to be more?
1: I don't know. You tell me. I don't, I don't, it's I don't know. It's
0: supposed to be a one-shot.
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, it... It's an it, it story. It leads you to be able to continue that story. Right. Definitely. There's more story to tell. Uh, you know, but... It tells you that it's going to continue in Infinite Crisis. Uh, okay. I, I'm not going to read that. I Unless you tell me that it is just going to be based on, you know, what... I've already read it. ...for Wonder Woman, yeah. then sure. Uh, I, I don't want to read the rest of what's going on. I haven't been reading it. I'm, I just don't, I don't feel like getting more lost. Well,
0: that that's fine. But I don't think we've ever read anything by Vita Ayala. Gee, easy for me to say.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I read half of it before you needed it back to write your review, and I thought they were doing a great job with writing Wonder Woman. Like It sounded like Wonder Woman to me. Um, but have you ever read anything of theirs before, Vitas? No. N- nothing you can think of off the top of your head? No. Interesting. All right, go ahead.
1: So um, basically there's this evil witch god um, by the name of Heck it.
0: Yeah, Heck it.
1: Heck it. Uh, and she has actually entered Wonder Woman's mind. Right. And, you know, as they you are instantly into this mind, this world within Wonder Woman, which is essentially her as mm-hmm. a person. Uh, and this witch is like, look, I'm going to take you over. I'm going to take you over. And I'm going to use you to do that. Uh, but Wonder Woman, as strong as she is, she just shoves her down and into, like, a crevice mm-hmm. in her mind. And she's like, I'm going to keep you here until I can figure out how to exercise you. Um, and, you know, she goes about her business. And then horrific things happen. You know, the uh, the mascara is attacked her mothers killed. Uh, they actually kill Etta and Steve. Uh, and see, her. well, yeah. yeah. So she just all of this. The witch feeds from right, and Wonder Woman just is finally to that breaking point. And you can just the artwork yeah. that shows this, this. You can see her transformation. Yeah, her, skin's, of her fighting. Yeah to the last bit that, like too. you can just see her fingertips like just slip away right and she just the witch takes her over and just horrific thing like just basically takes over takes over olympus takes over the white house <laughs> and then you're like you're quickly moved into you know the soups finally show up and they're they're like we got to you know help her but what happens next is just it's horrific and you know and you can definitely like i said continue this story Mm -hmm. but i would be okay stopping here you know i it like like you said this is you know it's an else else you know so you know i i don't know i feel like i would want more of an ending for this story i I want to see Wonder Woman get out of this situation, or uh,
0: maybe the ending is she never does.
1: Yeah, like is this is this really what takes what well, it takes so to,
0: to defeat Wonder Woman? Yeah. So, and it's important to remember that these are tales from the dark multiverse, yeah. which means that they're you know intended to be just sort of one-off stories um, that don't have any bearing in reality. But we were talking about this. These kind of books and the one shots and the Black Label, we are in so in love with these books right now because we've read. I mean, you've you've practically read almost all 700 issues of Wonder Woman, right? I love it.
1: Huh? I, I can't not read it. All right, all right, right. <laughs> but for
0: you to find a book about Wonder Woman that has new and interesting ideas in it, mm-hmm. that had to be kind of amazing for you. Like you, you, you were enthralled by this. I've never seen you like take a book that you knew nothing about, open it up, and just sit there and just page after page after page, you didn't say anything, you didn't giggle at anything, you just sat there and read it.
1: And that's a really good point, because I have read these one-off stories of Wonder Woman, you know, and from other writers, and has just been highly disappointed, like it's just... It's nice not, to, either it's just not a good storyline, or it's the way they portray right, Wonder Woman. Like, right. they just don't understand her, you know, her character. But this, this was Wonder Woman. This was, you know, all the fight that Wonder Woman could give, she gave. And, you know, they, the soups even mention about, you know, they're talking about Wonder Woman. And they, and they were like, she can win, she can do it, you know. And they talk about how she, you know, she uses love and peace and kindness and, and that always, always overwhelms. And in this story, it looks like it doesn't, (laughs) you know, like this is to take her down. I, you know, being a Wonder Woman fan, you would think, you know, you don't want to see her lose, you know, but.
0: Sometimes those are the best stories. Like, it's nice to pick up a book. That has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And read a story you've never read before. You know, there's this running gag in my comic shop that I go to all the time. Um, if you just tell good stories, people will read the books.
1: Well, he even mentioned, uh, you know, I, I think it was part where the witch was talking to her, to Wonder Woman, and was, you know, saying the, these things, all these different things that, like, weakened her. And, you know, she's. Uh, it, it's very human. Yes, how very and, human of her. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, look, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm I'm proud. Thank you. This is what I've been trying <laughs> to accomplish. I just want to be able to be part of man's world and help them and be there for them. And it's a
0: tough book. It
1: really was.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for your tremendous the read pile this week, L. There's a
1: cat fight. I, I
0: see the kittens are brawling right now. Yes. I have a tremendous stack as well, so let's get to it. First, uh, a book that I had thought was going to exit my read pile, but I don't have to worry about it anymore. This is The Boys, Dear Becky, Issue 7 of 7. I didn't know it was of 7. I was unaware it was on 7. Are you
1: much happier about this issue?
0: Well, here's the thing. It says collects Issues 1 through 8, so I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea but there's there's a very definitive ending. It literally says the end. So I'm, I I don't know what this is, but I will say this. Much like in your situation, after I I am going through this book and I'm just sitting there on the couch reading this, I'm just like, "Uh, oh, oh, more of this. Oh, there's so much talking and, you know, and then I get to the last page I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of nutty." And then and then it says the end and I went, "Oh, damn. And then I had to go back and immediately reread the book because I didn't realize this was it. Yeah. That's very frustrating. And I, I'm glad that you started your pile in the same situation. Because if you look at the start of the book, you've got everyone, you know, here's, here's all the good stuff. Here, Derek did the cover, you know, all the, all the illustrations and da 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 It doesn't say anything about this being seven of eight or seven of seven, right? Right. So what are we doing is this the final issue? Is it not? Is there going to be one more issue? It says it collects issues 1 through 7 or 1 through 8 as the trade. Is issue 8 just a zero issue? It's also a prequel to the boy. Is it a continuation of the story and the story doesn't really end cuz you've got one story that does end, which is the story of uh, Butcher and how he, you know, basically accidentally or deliberately created the Seven so that he could go after the soups. And then you've got uh, we, Huey, and Annie living their life in our, in 2020. I, I don't know what to do now. I do feel very disappointed in myself that I didn't give the first six issues quite the amount of love that I would have wanted to. Because I wasn't aware that this was a short story. I thought this was just going to be an ongoing ad infinitum. Hmm. It's frustrating. Disappointing. Good issue. Better now that I know the damn story's over. Now i got to go back and reread the whole volume. Which is frustrating. Because again, same situation with Batman the animated series. You just sort of took it as like, all right, well, I'll get another issue of this. I don't And then it's over. And you're like, oh crap. You mm-hmm. didn't realize it. Speaking of what will never end, but is starting to get really good. Batman, issue one hundred four. This of course by the same creative team that's been on it, James Tinney and the Fourth, and uh hang on, let me get his name right. Gullen Marsh, Danny Miki, Mikey. Um, so, the story of Ghostmaker is actually becoming quite enthralling. And we're learning more and more and more about who Ghostmaker is and was and what's his relationship to Bruce. And there's a lot of information that's spent in the history of Ghostmaker versus Batman. And suddenly I care about this character. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I thought
1: that was his late detachment.
0: No, it's just a hyper stylized kind of kick thing.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, I know. But like you get to see very young Dick Grayson, and he's wearing his Batman '66 outfit, um, which I thought was a very nice like homage to that early year of of uh, Batman. So like you can see, there's a there's a shot of Batman and Robin in the Batmobile, and Batman's wearing his very early design of his costume. This is actually becoming quite an interesting issue, and then you're starting to see like it it, it like um, the uh, you should appreciate this. So spoiler and uh, Cassandra Cain are starting to refer to themselves as the Batgirls and they refer to Barbara Gordon as Batgirl Prime now, which I thought was hilarious. And their reasoning for that was, um, well, if Batman can have like a million robins, why can't there be multiple Batgirls? And Barbara's response was, I appreciate what you guys are doing, but now is not the time for this. We have to find Batman he's missing. But I like I love that. Those
1: There are multiple
0: Batgirls. Well there have been but they don't refer to themselves as Batgirl. When they when they move on from that massage they don't you don't ever reference them. We know that Spoiler was a Batgirl. Uh actually I think Spoiler was a Robin, wasn't she? I can't remember now. was Batgirl. Maybe it was Batgirl. But we know that Cassandra Kane was absolutely a batgirl. Mm-hmm. Obviously Barbara Gordon. The yes, they're very good. Uh Kicking Bat is probably my favorite one. Um, but we know that, you know, Barbara Gordon was a batgirl. There's been lots of batgirls to wear the Batgirl persona. Mm-hmm. Why don't they refer to themselves as Batgirls? All the Robins make fun of themselves for being Robins. Nobody calls Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson, or Nightwing. They just call him Robin. No matter what happens, he's always poor Robin. Even Tim Drake couldn't even get rid of the damn name. Now he's Red Robin. Oh, oh give me a hamburger, Red Robin. You got a buffet? You got your big your big salad buffet, Red Robin? I know, I'm getting off, off topic. Uh, Batman 104 is actually very good. Um, I would still much prefer this been issue four of a new volume. Very honestly, seeing that 104 in the corner, it is very daunting. I don't dig it. I thought I'd never get to the point in my life where I would much prefer to just see volumeized series, but I would much rather have that. I don't want to have if your story ends. So like Tom King did Batman issues basically one through 85. That should have been a volume in and of itself. The Joker War should have been a volume in and of itself. If the Joker War continues here, which we're seeing Clown Killer and Harley, and it is picking, picking up where those leave off with Ghostmaker, then that should be its own. Like, do, do you see what I'm getting
1: at? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I like it, but it is difficult to look at that 104 and then really like hunker down and be like, all right, here we go. And maybe that's just a sign of the times. Maybe that's just a sign of who we are. Let's move on. Good issue. Interesting stuff. We got Heavy! Issue 3 of Heavy. And it's funny that the book is called Heavy and it's all about these uh, heaven-style Punisher figures who show up and try and correct the timelines in the multiverse and that's why they're called Heavies because they're heavy hitters, they're the big boys. But the book actually changes its own name in this issue. It's not just Heavy because they're the Heavies. It's, It's a pretty heavy issue. Like, there's a lot of discussion that happens here... Between Slim, who is the the guy who actually killed Bill, who he, he and Slim are becoming friends more and more. And there's this discussion about whether or not the big weight, which is the world that exists between heaven and earth, basically purgatory, literally purgatory. Why does the big weight even need to exist? If there is a heaven and everyone is redeemable, why would a, why would a world that has a heaven, why would a universe that has a heaven, why would a God that created heaven and earth and hell and all this other stuff... Why would the big weight need to exist? Why would there need to be stories about guys like Bill whose wives get killed in front of them and they become avenging angels? Doesn't that seem very counterintuitive to a universe that's trying to create positivity positivity, and good, good you know, feeling?
1: Yeah.
0: So the book starts really changing itself and really getting into like the, the mythos of its own story. And we're getting further and further into it. Now, I love the arc by Eric, of course, uh, Eric Donovan. But the story by Max Bemis is really starting to get very, well, for lack of a better term, heavy. This entire issue, Slim has to go through all of these different timelines. Slim is a bad guy. He is not a good person. But he's also one of the, he's like the Joker. He just, he's so bad that you just end up loving him, right? Mm-hmm. But he's going throughout all of these different uh, historical moments where he, Slim... Has killed and maimed and raped. They even get to a point where in uh, they're they're correcting timelines where Slim kills um oh what is her name? It's Bill's uh Bill's wife. I think it's Shannon, I wanna say. I screwed that up. It doesn't matter. So they're going back in time and Slim is literally killing alternate versions of himself. And he's doing it with like gusto and glee. And Bill's like, This can't be good for your psyche. Like you can't go into other realms, kill yourself. And Slim's like, I'm actually enjoying this quite a bit. There's nothing better than killing myself. I think myself is a piece of shit, and I want to eliminate myself from all timelines. I think it's worth my time. I think this is a good idea. And you're just hearing that, and you're like, dude. And you can sort of see how Slim is like becoming less and less of this evildoer and more and more of like this redemption story. And maybe the story has never been about Bill. Maybe it's always going to be about Slim. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot going on, and it is a very heavy issue. Um, if you're not reading heavy, it's only issue three. Uh, it's from Vault Comics. It's really cool. It's a, definitely a different take on the whole Punisher, um, Avenging Angel kind of storyline. I would definitely recommend checking it out. This is a book that was uh, given to me by my store to, to review. Uh, it was added to my pile as sort of a thing that where they're like, we've, we've heard a lot of people talking about this. We think you should check it out. And it is a them dead. Issue one uh, from Aftershock Comics. Um... This is very, like, so Aftershock Vault, a lot of these books that we're getting into have, like, these really quiet first issues, right, where nothing really exciting happens. And all we're sort of watching is this guy try his hand at being a stand-up comedian, and, uh, he's writing out jokes, and I believe Elliot uh, Rahal, whose last name I'm pretty sure I just butchered, and I'm sorry, um, yeah, he, he actually wrote the pay, uh, wrote part of the paybacks, or was part of the paybacks, which is one of my favorite series of all times, which is by Donnie Cates. And he'll never go back to it. It's in my stack over there. So I was already into it. And what we're seeing from this book is there's just not a whole lot going on. There's... A lot of attempts at humor and a lot of failed attempts at humor, and this guy is just dying on stage, and he's never really getting anywhere. He's just constantly dying and dying and dying on stage until he meets this guy who tells him, "Hey, if you want to make it in this world, kid, you got to give up. You know, you got to give up your life. You got to give blood to it." And he gets into a car accident with this guy, and he flatlines. He's dead, but he's also not dead. Because they're like, oh, we were able to revive him. What do you mean he doesn't have a heartbeat? And the guy's like, what's going on? Where am I? So the story goes from being this like really interesting tale of, is this guy like, just trying to be a stand-up comedian? Is this sort of like a Joker story? Who's to say? To no, he died. He died in the car accident. But he's also not dead. So now I don't know what, what the story so he's is.
1: He's like the undead?
0: He's, he's like the unliving, which will breed very, you know... Very well into my pick of the week. Ah, um, But I don't know what to make of this book yet. I don't like. I don't. I don't hate it. I like it. I, I think it's very well drawn and very interesting. It's another one of these things where it's an aftershock book. It's a small. It's a small print run. I'm very excited to read it. Um, I. I don't know what else to say about it though, because it was a very quiet issue. Now on to my would-be picks of the week. Uh, one, uh, uh, well, both are pretty goddamn obvious if if I'm if I'm honest. First, we have Strange Adventures. This is issue seven of twelve. See, it says it right there. See, seven of twelve. Look how easy that well, I, Look how easy that is. I know that this is going to be twelve issues long. <sighs> I don't know how many more of these issues I can read though, because mm. this shit is brutal. Adam Strange is for the most of the issue being held captive by a guy who appears to be similar to, like, the Doctor uh, from um, a lot of different uh, versions of DC continuity. Um, He's just sort of screwing with this guy mentally, uh, or Adam Strange is being screwed by this guy who is basically just dropping him into alternate realities, and Adam Strange has to live through these realities, and we find out he's been missing for months and months and months. So basically, the whole concept of Issue 7 is... What if someone took you out of your reality and started, like, basically pulling apart your brain and forcing you to live in what you think is actual reality, but at the very last second, no, it was all a dream. No matter what you do, no, it was all a dream. No matter what happens to you, you see your daughter die, you kill Batman, you help Batman kill uh, an assassin, you do all kinds of crazy stuff, you you save the day, you lose the day, you win, you lose, you, you, you get really, really, really far, and then, no, it was just a dream. What happens to Adam Strange? Like, the character. What what happens to this guy when he spent literally months being pulled in every which way and direction? It, it's, it's such a psychological beat-em-up. It's so brutal. And it's so it, it's done in a way that makes you very angry because the the, the doctor... It's just talking, like, this is how the doctor talks. Dude, I asked the same thing when the, uh, I believe it's called the Pikes. When the Pikes came to my planet, Anna Thorin, we were, we were at where we're at now. After we pleaded for Rand to help, you know, and Rand did nothing, and the Pikes killed just about everybody. Well, and I was like, why us? Why did they capture me? And then I was all like, why me? And that's how this guy talks. He's just, he's looking at Adam Strange, and he's basically like, look, dude, it's shit, right? It's terrible. You should just give up. I gave up, and look how happy I am. You should give up too. Anyway, we're gonna drop you back into a different reality. See you later.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: It's so brutal. It's just oh my god, it the reason why it's not my pick of the week is because there is no hope. And hope can be a a hell of a drug. This is stark reality, and every five pages it's just a gut punch. Just oh dude. Oh, every five pages, you're like, oh, is he finally out of it? Is he finally out? Oh, no, it was a... So you, as the reader, are experiencing the exact same shit that Adam Strange is going through. And you don't want to find out that this, like, there's one where his daughter's there, and he's like, oh, my God, it's been months. And she's like, yeah, you've been, you've been gone for, like, three months, but you're back now, and it's okay. He's like, you have no idea how difficult it was. And then he just explodes. Like, his body parts, all of his, like, it's a really screwed up uh, panel. Does
1: she? Does he know yeah uh, that every time he enters the new reality that this might not be true
0: no because every reality he that he restarts yeah, he restarts too and it what it is more than anything is it's just it's all in his head so he doesn't know when it begins and ends because it feels real to him. It's so messed up. Wow it's brutal it's, uh, strange adventures has been unquestionably the the biggest pickup of the year for me. I know it's not my pick of the week this week because, well, the next one is, but if there was one book that I could go back and read uh, and, and, you know, if I could if I could jump ahead to the end of the story and say, look, you're going to want every issue in this and you're going to reread it again, I guarantee you it's going to be Strange Adventures. We're only on issue 7 of 12 and it's already probably the best book of the year. We've got a couple more weeks left in the year and I'm, I can all but tell you just right now before we even get to the end of the year picks. Strange Adventures is going to be my pick of the year. I guarantee it. There's just no way to get around it. It's gorgeous. It's well written, and it's brutal, 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 brutal. That's so why I gotta come up with the pick of the year. Yeah. Yeah, a couple weeks. First, though, it's time to get to my pick of the week, and what would have also been my pick of the year if it wasn't 12 issues. It's only seven issues, but it's actually only six issues, and it's a deceased, dead planet, and oh my god. <laughs> Tom Taylor has a great method about him. He likes to dangle hope in front of you as the reader. You are reading the story; it's like you're watching your favorite, you know, stories. You're watching your favorite movie, and Dead Planet, um, specifically John Kent, who is uh, Clark's son, you know, the symbol of hope. It doesn't mean an S; it's actually a symbol of hope. All that you are, you are given so much hope. You're given so much hopium. You're giving so, such, so much hopium, and you're reading along this book, and you're like, man, this is so great. Oh, my God, they actually got a cure. The cure is real. They actually saved somebody. They brought them back from the anti-life equation. They, they were not dead, you find out. No one's really dead when they have the anti-life equation. They're just sort of stuck in this weird, like, paradoxical uh, time frame where they are neither dead nor alive. So, uh, they are, um, they are, they are. There's a cat. There's a, yes. <laughs> She's ruining the comics. Get them off the. Go. So they're neither alive nor are they dead. They're neither good. They're neither evil. They're stuck in basically a suspended animation. And they've just. You want to do something about this? She just wants to play. Don't, don't let her hurt the comics. That's all I ask. I have, I have one. I've. Yeah. One, one. One issue. So they're neither dead nor are they alive. They're neither good nor they're bad, and they've discovered a way to save them. So there's your big hopium. They're oh, they're gonna win the day. Dead planet doesn't mean what it means. It's they're gonna save the universe. Everything's they're gonna do it. And then while that's happening, there is all the people in Australia, um, led by the penguin and Tio Morrow and all these other guys who are creating all of these Amazo robots that are gonna wipe the planet clean of all of the dead because the Australian faction doesn't know that these heroes and, and people who are anti-life are not actually dead. They're just human. So they need to save them. And they find out, well, they've already like wiped out Australia. So of the three, pill- 3 billion people left on Earth, roughly like half that is already gone. Because the Amazos are just traveling the world, killing everything. Wow. Meanwhile, in Paris, Trigon, who is very tired of no, b- nobody coming to hell anymore, because, the, again, the souls are trapped in the anti-life equation, mm decides to rise up out of the Catacombs of Paris, which is a great reference to As Above, So Below, which we just watched a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. And he starts leveling cities. Because Trigun will do such things. So you've got Trigun in Europe, you've got the Amazos traveling from Australia, and in the meantime, the heroes are trying to save the world. And you've got all of this hope and all of this belief and positive things are going to happen, and then in the end you see that this is how it will all end. And there is a really awesome scene here at the end. I'm just going to show you. I like doing this. I like getting your reactions to things. Here you go. By the way, Zatanna was in a lot of our issues this week. Sort of randomly. I just sort of noticed that. You see all the different weapons he has? hmm
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So, you've got all this great hope and all this great, like, positive energy happening, and then the last two pages happen, and you're like, right, there's no hope. Because Trigon is is leveling the planet, the Amazo army is leveling the other side of the planet, and all the heroes want to do is save the world, and there's just nothing left. And hope is a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. So, uh, DC's dead planet has one more issue left. It was supposed to be a six issue, now it's going to be a seven. Um, I'm interested to see what that seventh issue is going to be. Big shout out to our friend, uh, David Finch for doing, uh, the incredible artwork, uh, for this book as well. Uh, we know the Finches, um, and we're big fans of theirs, so just wanted to mention that. So, my pick of the week is Deceased Dead Planet issue six, and Elle's pick of the week is Tales from the Dark Multiverse Wonder Woman War of the Gods number one. Both DC Comics, both worth checking out. Um, I would definitely recommend War of the Gods if you're just looking for a one-off because it is... A, simply put, it is a, a one-shot, and it was a very interesting read. I, like I said, I got through half of it. I'll read the other half after we're done. So, that is everything we have for the read pile this week. Uh, it was a long one, but we had 11 books to review, so thank you for bearing with us. Make sure you check out our friends at the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network. Make sure you check in on uh, Chad and Zach and all of our buddies. Uh, we actually added um, Aaron Nova, Captain Nova. Uh, he's a pro wrestler. He's awesome. He's awesome. I never told you about it, but he has a time box with him whenever he goes, and he can stop time halfway through a wrestling match, and, uh, you know, it's, it's actually hilarious as hell. And he joined the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network recently, too, with his first show. It was hilarious. I can
1: respect
0: that. Yeah, yeah, it's a time cube. Um, the reason why we do the show, though, is actually a little bit different. Um, if you've never uh, joined us before, uh, L here, uh, we used to do the show for a long time. L got a pretty nasty diagnosis, and we had to stop doing the show until very recently. Uh, but... Uh, L, would you like to tell everyone at home what it is that you do the show for?
1: Uh, I have a support blog on Instagram. Uh, it's called So You Have a Chronic Illness, underscore, under, or in between each word. So,
0: underscore, you, underscore.
1: Um, we have 1,060?
0: I saw, I saw I think, 1,050 recently, so uh, I imagine I it's, it's still growing. But yeah, uh, you've followers. gained 1,000 followers in like four months. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, so uh, basically I am connecting with other people that have chronic illnesses. Uh, I have MS, um, and I'm finding others with MS, uh, RA, Crohn's, uh, POTS, just in, any chronic uh-huh. illness. You know, we're, we've built this little support group. Uh, pretty much, and through Instagram, we share memes, pictures of our daily struggles, uh, and use a lot of dark humor (laughs) um, to kind of just relate to each other, because it's it's hard to talk to even our loved ones about things, because we feel like we're a weight on them, or we feel like maybe they just, you know, you just don't want to put more on their plate you know, sure. um, you just need that moral support, and that's what I'm trying to provide. I've gotten support from others um, on this this little blog of mine, and it's it's just a great feeling. I mean, honestly, to me, it's better than when I was going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist knew nothing about MS. Every time I mentioned something, I had to spend half an hour explaining why that mattered. Yeah. yeah, and. It it just was pointless, but here I feel like I can actually, like I can mention something and then I have like 50 people who are like, I understand, I go through the same thing. Um, And it's, it's nice to get that support instead of just hearing things like, I'm sorry, or
0: Yeah, it's not, there's not a a lot of, I'm sorry you're going through this. It's a lot of, Hey, I know what that's like.
1: Yeah. And they follow up with a, another dark meme, (laughs) you know, um, and then you kind of laugh about it. Um, so it's really laughter has gotten me through a lot of things. Um, and just having other people with similar issues as support, it's meant a lot to me the last few months. Yeah.
0: So, if you want to check out Elle's Instagram and be part of the uh, chronic illness uh, community, uh, again, it is Instagram, uh, so underscore you underscore have a chronic illness, all underscored between both words. But you could just search for so you have a chronic illness on Instagram and you'll find Elle's group. Uh, it is growing by leaps and bounds every day, so thank you so much for those of you who have joined from the show. Um, we uh, also talk a lot on the Instagram uh, through the meme system, the, the meme network, I suppose, about not just being an MS warrior. Or not not just dealing with uh, COVID-19, but also uh, with being uh, very big advocates for medical marijuana. Uh, So if you're wondering about medical marijuana or you have friends who are looking into it now, uh, definitely talk to Elle about that. She's come off of almost a dozen medications uh, because of it. It's been really beneficial for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we hope that you will continue to check things out with us now. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, expect the read pile to be a bit staggered. It's the end of the year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're always going to be here every Sunday to at least review one book, hopefully, uh, or some major news. We do have our picks of the year coming up. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for me than them. Uh, and uh, until then, we hope that you see us again for the uh, original Nerd Girl, Ella Strange. I am a very uh, stuffy, uh, sinus infectioned, susman, Rick Sussman. And we will see you guys next week. So until then, say goodbye, Elle.
1: Bye, Elle. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my back.